0: Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings.
1: And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, episode number 312. Great show tonight. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Got a couple of great guests on. uh You're going to love it. Uh, it's a new podcast out there called Baseball and Barbecue. And we have the hosts tonight, Len Abraman and Jeff Cohen. And guys, welcome to Mets Musings. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Gary. Well, it's great to have you on. And I've been listening to the show and enjoying it immensely. And, uh, I'm not much of a barbecuer, but I love to eat barbecue, so I, it still uh, still uh, resonates with me. So, uh, quickly, how did you guys uh, get into doing this show? Well,
2: okay, so Jeff and I have been friends for a long time, and we always had these conversations about baseball, and we'd have barbecues at each other's house, and we talked about it, and just, we were like, you know, these conversations are interesting. Maybe other people would think they were interesting, and Basically, we were the last two people on Earth that didn't have a podcast, so we said, why not?
0: <laughs> Let's do a podcast. And, and we just kept on, you know, kept on procrastinating, procrastinating, and one day we said, okay, we're going to okay. buy a microphone, bought a microphone, okay. and then, okay, we're really doing this. And, you know, back in December, we uh, just started uh, doing a podcast, and it's been uh, very yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of yeah, fun. That, that was our big splurge,
2: Gary. We spent, uh, I think on Amazon, it was $22 for a microphone. So we <laughs> split it. And I think I still owe Jeff a dollar. but yeah. <laughs> uh, And that was it. Well, I got to tell our you. Music, free.
1: <laughs> it's well that's what you do. You do it on the cheap and you do it uh, with all the free programs that you can get your hands on uh because uh, as you know now we don't make any money doing this. We do it because we love talking about baseball and uh talking to the people, and and uh, hopefully uh, there's enough out there to listen that maybe you'll be able to get uh, something going. But uh, it's still a lot of fun, and I'm telling you, I'm really enjoying – the show with the the all the talk about the, the hall of fame and uh you get into some different topics which i like and and <laughs> yep. you're very you. relaxed and and it's just a great show so i hope you keep it up but let's talk a little baseball okay. let's talk about the uh okay. slow free agent market what do you, what do you guys think about that
0: uh i think the uh you know, it, it, like, the, like the stock market, it's doing a correction. Now the uh, the owners are getting a bit smarter. They know not to give long-term contracts to all the players. And uh, they're just waiting it out. You know, uh, when Scott Boris says, uh, you know, blaming uh, the owners why it's going so slow. But you know what? He wanted a free market system. This is a free market system. And he has, you know, he's got to work within the system. Gary,
2: show me a 10-year contract that has worked for 10 years. It, it's just, it's crazy. I'm glad I'm actually as, as frustrating as as a fan to have to wait. I, I think it's better. These players have to realize they're not they're They're still making tons of money, right? Okay. But it's not going to be the way it was. They, they you know, they're not going to get these huge deals anymore.
0: Yeah. I, There's only a couple of uh, hoppers and Machados out there. The rest yeah. are, you know they can get shorter-term deals. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I say take the shorter-term deal, and if they offer you more money, because that's what some teams do—they give you a little bit more money right. and a shorter-term mm-hmm, deal. Right. I mean, after you make twenty-five million one year, what are you going to make the next year? Another twenty-five million? I mean, you're pretty well set after the first year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> right. right. no problem. They're not, they're not going to the unemployment not line and not getting, uh, <laughs> you know, their great-grandchildren are already well taken care of. Right.
1: Exactly. And uh, I was shocked to hear that uh, Hosmer, Eric Hosmer, is pushing for an eight-year deal. Now, he had a seven-year deal for $160 million, it was reported, offered to him by <laughs> the San Diego Padres. I believe it was them. And uh, he's pushing for eight years. I mean, this is it's ludicrous. Right. You know,
0: I'm hoping Boston would. Uh, I know they gave J.D. Martinez an offer of five years for, I guess, 100 or 120, whatever it was. You know, they should say, "Okay, you're not going to sign this. No, we'll we'll take a million dollar off every every day until you sign." I yeah, mean, he would, you,
2: right. Who's, who's who's fighting for him? That that's the thing. And, and and this other, he wants an extra year. Why? I mean, that
0: I, <laughs> makes sense. Seven years is a great thing.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and then you're still in your prime, maybe. You'd be 34 or something like that, so maybe you get another two-year contract at a high amount of money if you're still performing. Right.
0: And, and then the team doesn't have enough money
1: to to uh, surround them with other
0: players. And they complain and they want out, just like uh, Stanton down in Florida. Right. Right. They get so much money, and then the team has to restrict the salaries, and then, uh,
1: they, yeah,
2: they don't want to be on a losing team. Well... You know, you could be like Tom Brady in football and not be the highest-paid quarterback. I mean, he does that. There you go. And they could surround you with better players.
1: Yeah, he, he readjusted his contract to get the players in there. And uh, you just mentioned uh, Miami. So let's talk about that a little bit. What about uh, what they're doing down there? And, you know, uh, two things. First, they impacted the free agent market because they flooded the market with players, essentially.
0: Yeah. And Uh
1: um, the only other thing I read that I thought interesting about this free agent market was that the analytics that everybody is pushing for, a lot of these players were pushing for or the agents were pushing for, is coming back now and kind of biting them in the butt because now the analytics are showing to the owners that some of these guys aren't worth the money that they're asking. So uh, what about those two items?
0: Well, the analytics, you're right. It works both ways. So, you know, the, the players are going to try to use it to their advantage. And the owners are going to try to use it to their advantage. Hence the, you know, lack of long-term deals. Uh, with with Miami situation, you know, I, I, I read where the, the uh, Nationals want to trade their number one pick, Victor Robles for uh, JT Real Noto. And I'm saying, wait a minute, let's get, let's send Hansel Robles for JT Real Moto <laughs> Obviously. That's not going to happen. But, uh, yeah, they, they flooded the market. They got rid of uh, Stanton. Uh, I wonder if uh, Jeter's going to get a World Series ring from, from the Yankees for that one. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I was just saying to this Len the other day, you know, laurius sold the team at $1.2 billion, and then the new owners, Jeter and his ownership group, start shedding salaries, and everybody's upset. You know, you know, if they couldn't afford the team, they shouldn't have bought the team. You know, you know, that obviously he would still be the owner. Right. You know, one point two billion dollars—that's that's a lot of a lot of money, obviously. Right. And if they if they couldn't
2: afford to deal with it, then he should not afford the team. Right. It's not like they when they bought the team, they they didn't. Know. Oh wow, he was making this much money. I didn't realize that. I mean, it's not like they didn't know what the <laughs> salaries were on the team. They knew what they were in for.
1: They they had to know going into this because, as you said, yeah. the, the, those salaries are public record pr- practically. So, um, of
2: course, they knew. They they, they knew what they were going to do when they got in there. They, they it wasn't like they were shocked.
0: Well, I'm surprised that he was taking such a uh, PR hit because he was you know, Mister uh, you know didn't give out any, any information when he was in New York. You know, but uh, he's you know fired the guys from who had long term ties with the team. You know, the Perez's and the Conine's, those guys, he just got rid of them. He's getting a lot of bad press, and deservedly so. Yeah, without I a mean, doubt. Doesn't, doesn't have a PR down there. Don't they know what they're doing?
1: It's very strange. And and the only good point is that our Mets are hopefully can beat up on them and, uh, you know, beat up on uh, the uh, Phillies a little bit more and uh, yeah. maybe even the Braves and – have a shot at catching the nationals.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Well,
0: yeah, you know, if, and the our uh, pitching staff really just gotta, gotta stay healthy. Hopefully they get the the 30 twenty five, thirty starts throughout the season and uh you know don't go on the table list. The most valuable people on that team right now is the medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: the new medical staff.
2: <laughs> yeah, the exactly. new medical, right. <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, they The whole team. It's it's basically, they'll have a great year if
0: everybody comes back from injury. Well, I expect Harvey to have a big year just because it's his walk year. (laughs) I think he's going to do very, very well.
1: I'm waiting. I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I I was going to say, I hope Wheeler, uh, you know, I've seen him pitch a couple of times. I mentioned to you, he can only go four or five innings before, uh, you know, pitching on the pitches. I think they should – Put him in the bullpen, let him throw as hard as he could for one or two innings, and bring in Lance Lynn in here who can eat up the innings.
2: You know, I don't, well, I don't know. Lance Lynn might, who knows, he might end up with the Yankees. But, Gary, you you made a good point on your last uh, podcast last week. You were talking about uh, the training, how they, uh, with the weight training, Mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden they're, they're, going the opposite way uh with the you know doing less weight training and more uh what was it stretching and and things like that you mentioned um, i think you mentioned you know Cespedis and uh and maybe Syndergaard you remember that right
1: yes yes yes
2: and, uh, and that uh it, it's funny because i i that should be the way they go and hopefully they are because uh you know, Syndergaard to put on all that muscle, uh, like he did last season, was crazy. And uh, and I heard, uh, you know, Cespedes was doing all these, you know, lifting exercises for his legs. So hopefully, this new medical staff is going to do something with that because the weight training is not working for them.
1: And you know, I I've been saying that for years because uh, remember a few years ago it was all this the stomach muscles, the core muscles. They were all pulling those. And right. uh, they were out all lot, And I said, these guys are in too good a shape. I know it sounds stupid, but I, right. I really felt that. And I kept going back to what Keith Hernandez always said. He said he never lifted right. a weight in the offseason. All he did was run. And he only ran you know, to keep funny. his legs strong.
2: It's funny. You, you mentioned. I was just going to say, Keith Hernandez, when you look at Keith Hernandez, he looks nothing like a baseball player. Right, when he was playing first game, he don't look like a baseball player. He looks like a regular guy off the street. Yeah. I mean,
0: he did you know, these guys weren't muscular or anything. Yeah. I mean, they were in baseball shape. They, they're yeah. not there for football
1: or anything else. They're in baseball shape. And Jeff and I have talked about this, about being in baseball shape versus looking like Mr. America on the beach. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But it seems yeah. now that that hopefully they're going to go in that direction and and get more flexible and because uh, you could even see it with Cespedes when he moved last year he looked tight all the time.
0: I, I was at a game like he was walking slowly from left field to the dugouts just because he you know he didn't want to jog to hurt himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I just hope he's not yeah. another Moisés Alou. Yeah, I know. You know, Moisés would know, sneeze uh, and pull a hamstring. Ahead, <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, Reyes had to learn how to how to run differently. Remember, he had all the leg mm-hmm.
1: problems. Right, right. He had
2: to learn to run differently. So uh, it might be a situation like
1: that, you know. Could be. Well, we came out this week now also that Astrubo Cabrera wants to play second base, a, a, a position that he uh, did not want to play last year, but he likes it better than third base where they thought they were going to uh, play him. So um, – <laughs> What's your guys' idea about uh, a guy telling him what position he wants to play?
0: You know, uh, you're paid by your employer, and you're going to do what your employee tells you to do. If he tells them if uh, Sandy or, or Mickey Cal- uh, Callaway says play third base, you're playing third base. You know what? Take to to the best of your ability, and, and don't complain about it. I mean, last year he complained about going to second. He wanted to be traded. Now he wants to play second. Gary, you mean
2: like somebody who is supposed to have an MRI? and refuses to have one and goes out and pitches and uh, tears the lap muscle? Right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that? Yeah. yeah I, I think the players, it, it's it's time for the inmates to stop ruling the asylum. It, it's it's crazy, you know? If if, they, if the manager thinks that third base is his better position or that's where he can help the team, you play
1: third base,
0: second base, shortstop, whatever it is. And you don't complain about it. You just go out and do it best you your ability.
1: Right. So well, it, it, you know, it, that's. It does open up a unique uh, possibility now, though, for Sandy Alderson. Instead of trying to get um, uh, a second baseman, he can really look t- towards uh, a Mustakis. Though he came out and said he won't sign him, or he's not probably not going to sign him, or a Todd Frazier. And I, I think what they should do remaining. I know Jeff wants to add a pitcher, but uh, I want to add uh, a third baseman. I'd sign Todd Frazier, and I'd sign Jonathan Lucroy.
2: Yeah, but what if – you know, Gary, there's, there's something missing from the Mets uh, that starts with a D, like defense. <laughs> you know, where's, where's the defense on the Mets? They, and, and the fact is, today's February first. We don't have a second baseman. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. It's, spring training is in. What are they? Pitchers and catchers report on what the the, the twelfth. I weeks. think.
1: Yeah.
2: We don't have a second baseman. I mean, we don't even have somebody who we could say if they come back from injury, who if it's all coming back from injury, we don't even have anyone
0: there. But yeah, the Mets and what the defense on the Mets is terrible. Well, they, they picked up Cabrera's option. So uh, that blocked either uh, Gavin Cicchini or uh, Matt Reynolds from from playing, getting more playing time there. So we know Cabrera's going to be a second or third. Uh, you know, getting Todd Frazier wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, I like his uh, defense. I like his power. But the guy's going to hit two twenty. so he's not going to get a lot of base hits. Uh, but, but he will give you defense, and he can play some first base. And, uh, you know, I, I think... I don't want this to happen, but I think Gonzalez is going to get first crack at, at the first base, and and they're just going to stick uh, Smith into the uh, minors for for a while. And but so, Gonz- Gonzalez was
2: was released by Atlanta. And what makes us think that Gonzalez is all of a sudden going to be a great first baseman?
1: Because they're not Again. paying
2: him. Because they're not paying him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Well, we. Yeah, we like free too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just. uh <laughs> oh, it's just. So confusing to, I mean, they have these pitchers who so they're not going to have forever, and and just, I I don't know. So, so they got a they got a hit.
0: They got a hit. they gotta field, but at least they'll pitch. Right. <laughs> what, what? Who is this Lewis? Gilmore,
1: have you heard of this one? He's on the forty man roster. Yeah, Luis Gilmore, I think is how you say it. And uh he okay. is a minor league and he's supposed to be the best fielding shortstop and second baseman in the minor leagues. And he's the guy last spring training that caught the bat in the dugout that okay, uh, the wild bat came yeah. and he stuck up his hand and caught it. Um, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a very slick fielding, very excellent fielding, uh, shortstop. He thought it's a shortstop. They moved him to second when Rosario came up and, okay. uh, I, I, I've even thought that, you know, why not play him at second if you signed a guy like Frazier, cause you're going to get more power from Frazier. So that's going to, you're going to have. The power, it's going to be Cespedes, Bruce, and Frazier, then would be your power, essentially. And that would, you could take a guy that may not hit in the majors, or, you know, or like a Mark Ballinger, a Ballinger hitter, uh, and Uh um, play him in second, because that would really tighten your defense up the middle. And then it's not so bad with Rosario, uh, Guillerme. And whoever, the, you know, when Conforto comes back or Legarris out in center field. So, um, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think the Mets think outside the box that well.
0: No. now he's only 23 years old, too. So, yeah, give a young guy, a, you know, because they're getting old. This young guy could uh, maybe even give him a spark, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. You know, you mentioned Conforto.
2: So, I heard the projection is May 1st. Mm-hmm. that was a serious injury. Yes. And uh yeah. I mean hopefully May first, but hopefully an injury like that doesn't flare up again or you know but once they have a big injury like that it sometimes there's the tendency to have it, you know, happen again or another bad injury, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and that, that's the concern and and of all people, you know, he was just Finding himself in the majors and really establishing himself as a star and to have that happen, that that was probably the most heartbreaking moment of the year, I think.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean the myth were out of it at that point, but still seeing that happen, I, I still cringe when I when I picture it in my head.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's going to be a long recovery time too, which is you know we got so used to the pitchers, yeah, Tommy John, they'll be out a year, you know, we'll we'll bring somebody in, but to have this happen, uh, it was just uh, just uh, because I had seen him play in Brooklyn, and I you know, and I was fortunate enough to interview uh, not him, but I interviewed Tom Gamboa, who was very uh, high on him. He was his manager with the Cyclones and um, really, it was really sickening to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you wanted to get uh Luke Croy on the team as well. He's still a free agent. I mean, i can get him for a one year deal. I'm, I'm all for that. Um, uh, no one else is clamoring to get him, So why not? Yeah. Uh, Everybody. Go ahead, Len. No, I was going to say, everybody's waiting. And, and
2: like you were talking about, um, of course, third base, uh, Oh, the Frazier. Uh, uh, Frazier. We are talking about Fraser. You know, if you wait long enough, uh, somebody else is going to get him. I, I don't – you know, this cat and mouse game of waiting is one thing, but, you know, don't be shocked when another team
0: comes in and takes him.
1: Yeah, I guess it's a question of when do you make the move. Right. And, you and know – Maybe get
0: Luke Boy on a one-year deal. That, that, that would work.
1: Yeah, I think he'd be good for the pitching staff. He's a, he's a good catcher. Uh, right. you know, veteran catcher now. So he, he would be able to calm the staff down and, and maybe learn. I think that's what they're missing. And, um, you know, uh, I, you know, Darno gets a lot of heat and, and rightfully so. But if you think about it, had he, has he really ever had a, a a, a tutor, you know, a good tutor. He, he did pretty well when, uh, what's his name was here. The, uh, the The bench coach that went out to uh, L.A. Right, right. And then they, uh, Kevin, Kevin, yeah. And then he didn't have that. He didn't have that support, and that was he had a really bad year. And last year they got a, a catching coach back, and he did a little better. I mean, he looked a little better last year. He works hard. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just not there.
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. He's got plenty of chances. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, at
2: least, I mean, he was injury-prone, too, but at least he's uh, he seems to be staying on the field a little better now. So that's, that's good, at least.
1: Yeah, last year wasn't too bad for him in that regard. Uh, all right, yeah. so um, we talked about Dominic Smith a little bit. He slimmed down in the report now as he's working out. At the Fisher Institute, I guess that was the one that they hired the and or the the big hoopla last year when, or two years ago when they said that the guys had to pay for his own their own training or something. Uh, right. So, are you like me and think? Uh, well, you mentioned it that you think that that Smith is going to the minors.
0: I I think he's going to go to the minors. Uh, I I hope he wins the job. Straight out of spring training, and they can uh, release Gonzalez. But uh, I, I just have a feeling, you know, they just just kind of put him into the minors for a month or two, just to get him some more seasoning. I mean, last year when he came up, I his, his defense was supposed to be spectacular, which we saw was suspect, and mm-hmm. his bat was pretty good. He had shown pretty good much power, but not not much of an average. So they just might put him back down in Vegas, where well, he'll hit 330 because everybody has 330 in, in Vegas. <laughs> But yeah, I have a feeling they're going to want to start with Gonzalez for some reason. Maybe trade him for somebody. I yeah, yeah, you
2: can I you don't want the kid to sit on the bench. You definitely don't want
0: that. So, and you have Wilma Flores who can back up any position on the infield. So you know you can't. You just can't have him on the
1: bench. He's right, that's right. Hey, and don't forget Jay Bruce too. They signed him because they wanted to sign an outfield that they could play first base as well. And then that's why I didn't understand the whole Gonzalez move. I mean. The whole thing was sign Jay Bruce. He can play first base. He can play outfield. And then you go out and you sign right. Gonzalez. I just it didn't make sense to me. How about you guys?
0: No, it didn't make sense to us either. No, no. no uh, Jay Bruce, uh, you know, he took, looked pretty good playing first base for a couple of games. He did. He looked pretty uh, slick over there. So I'm very happy with him backing up first base.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't concerned about it, but uh, like I said, then they say go sign Gonzalez, and I'm like, well, I, I don't get this, you know? Um, I, I just hope they don't push the young guy aside again. They, to me, they've wasted a few guys that they could have, uh, I, I think they could have waited on and seen whether or not they blossomed. Uh, uh, Matt Reynolds, um um, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Even Phillip Evans. I mean, they're not really giving that guy a chance. He hit not 300 now. last year when he was up. Granted, it was a very small sample, but he seemed to be able to play the position second and third, and, and he hit. So I don't know. And now T.J. Rivera, is he going to get pushed out? Um, it's, I I don't know. It's, it just gets frustrating, and um that's that's why I worry a little bit about Dominic Smith, that they're going to push him out.
0: Yeah, I, you know, you want the team to get a little younger, and Dominic Smith, if he can uh, win the job out of spring training, I'd keep him and, and cut dollars. I don't think T.J. Rivera's going to come back until, what, uh, May or June uh, from his uh, surgery?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And then, have, like I said, when the can back up everybody else, and uh, there, there you go. I mean, you know, what we need is, you know, what we started out as a, a serviceable little good second baseman, and I don't know if Drupal uh, Cabrera is gonna I mean, he, he go, uh, going to be that guy, and he's go i should say—he's going to be that guy because they're, they're paying him this year, but uh, if he really the guy, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about Sandy Alderson, and and uh, you know, uh, he's made some nice trades since he's been here. I call him Scrappy Sandy. Um, because he's the right. like king of the uh, scrap heap. Um, but you know, to be uh, fair, he has made some good trades and stuff. But um, you know, overall, his his drafting of players has been pretty poor. What do you guys think about that?
0: I agree with you completely. I think his best move was bringing back Omar Minaya. <laughs> right? Omar <laughs> yeah, Manaya, talent. Yeah,
2: those talent. And a lot of that talent that's there is because of Omar Minaya. So I, I think. Uh, that was pretty
0: successful too. <laughs> Sandy's been through uh, what seven, eight drafts now, and uh, even admit it, it, it hasn't been good. They don't have much in the, in the uh, minors right now, at least in the high minors.
1: Right. right. Uh,
0: yeah. So um, Omar, he's a good judge of talent, and put him to use, and, and make a you know get get him out there, looking for good talent.
1: And he knows the Latin talent too, and that that's right. a big thing uh, in the game nowadays.
2: I mean, Sandy's done it. Sandy's definitely done a, a, a good job, a decent job, but he's, you know, the team's competitive for the most part. I mean, these injuries are killing it, but, uh, I just don't, I just don't think he, I don't know. I think he's relying too much on pitching. He's not putting the key players in that he doesn't, he doesn't seem to believe in defense very much. And, uh, With these pitchers, they're going to need some defense behind them. They can't strike everybody out, especially if they're only going to be in there for five or six innings.
0: Which is another thing that bothers me, but, you know, these pitchers are getting paid a lot of money and they're pitching less and less. Well, One of the things we talk about on our podcast
2: is we talk about the old-time baseball players. We look at the stats on these guys And and the amount of complete games that they have in one year is more than these guys will have in a lifetime. (laughs) It's it's amazing the complete. I forget complete game because that's a lost art. But seven innings, eight innings. Can can we? I mean, seven would be great. (laughs) Now now six is basically considered an amazing start.
1: Well, how? How how old are you talking about? I mean, uh, Iron Man McGinnity. He he went what used to pitch double headers and and uh, those guys back in uh, the early century in the nineteen twenties. They used to throw like right. incredible wow. amount. Walter Johnson threw three hundred innings, I think, probably every year or just about. And uh, I mean, so right, did we don't Gibson. Go back that far, I mean, eighties,
0: nineties. yeah. 80s, 90s, you right. know? I know it started to change there, but you know what? I – and maybe this is a, a pet peeve of mine, but I really don't like hearing a sixth inning guy, and you got a seventh inning guy, and you have an eighth <laughs> inning guy. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes a save is made in the sixth, seventh inning. You know, and right. and, and it's not the ninth inning guy who's coming in and saving the game. Oh, and if you could, if you have the eighth inning guy come into the
2: seventh inning, or the seventh come to the eighth. Oh no, no, no! Oh, that's not his inning. I, we can't do that. That's crazy.
1: That's throwing off the whole rotation of the bullpen, then.
2: Oh, I mean, come on. And, and to have a reliever that can't pitch, you know, comes in, throws to one batter, he can't come out to throw to anyone else. So you got a guy who comes in cold. He pitched in the bullpen. He comes in cold. You got a guy who, who, let's say he comes in in the eighth, right? Or the seventh. Strikes out the side or, you know, does very well. But then He's not the eighth inning guy, or he's not the closer. <laughs> so you bring in a guy cold. You don't know what he's going to do when he gets out there. You got a better chance with the guy who was just in there, warmed up, pitched well. Let him go another inning.
1: I I love the guy that comes in like in the seventh and uh, throws one pitch and gets the guy out. So I retired, and then you never see him again. Exactly, yeah. The next inning, they exactly. got the eighth inning guy in you know, there, like you said. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy these days. But that's the analytics for you. Right. Um, all right. So uh, how about Mickey Calloway? I know uh, we haven't seen him in action yet, but from what you've heard and what you've seen, um, any thoughts? Oh, I, I think the Mets are
0: uh, – Mets are gonna have the best. They're gonna be the best love team in baseball. Yeah. kumbaya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're
2: gonna sit around. They're gonna drink hot cocoa, sing kumbaya. No, he, he's. I think he'll be fine.
0: You know, I, you know, just give him a chance. The first time manager. A lot of first time managers out there. You know, both New York teams and a Boston team has a first time manager. Uh, you know, I, I think he'll be okay. He knows the pitching. Right. He'll relate well to the pitching. Right. Uh, I, I heard an interview today with Jacob DeGrom on uh, one of the radio stations. And they've talked to him a couple of times, and uh, Jacob started throwing down in the uh, Port St. Lucie. So that's, that's good. And, you know, if they get their throwing program and Dave Allen has some uh, good ideas, hopefully they keep healthy and they can go, uh, you know, seven, eight, eight innings.
1: And how about this this crazy idea that they never had a a, a program for these guys in the offseason? That that's un-
0: I, I don't I can't, I don't that, I think that's incredible. That's on Dan that. Worth and, and, and uh, Terry Collins, and actually Sandy Alomar too. Uh, Sandy Alomar, Sandy Alderson too. Uh, you know they, they they should know that. You know why did Mickey Cowley have to come in and say, "Oh yeah, we'll do a throwing program in the in the off season? They
1: should have known that. Uh ah, I I, yeah. I mean I was shocked. I thought that that was part of everything that they gave these guys a program to do. Right. In the off season. Yeah,
2: an off season program. I I've, that's something that goes back. I always thought they had off season yeah.
1: program. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I know I was I was floored when I heard that. I said that's the craziest thing I ever heard in my life. But right. No, I, I, great. It's the new new era, I yeah, guess. We're we're uh, we're a little old school, I guess, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're like dinosaurs,
1: I guess. <laughs> but you know what? It, it was. It, I'm not
0: saying it was better. I know it. it times change. But you know what? It, I I, it, I just enjoyed it more back then when uh, you know pictures were you know pictures they went out they wanted to complete their own game. Now if they go five six innings. Then they say, "Well, I got my quality start." You know. Use that's my arbitration hearing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not.
1: Well, it's still a thrill though to walk into a ballpark and see that green grass every year.
0: Oh yeah. Of and, course. And do you do you realize this is the tenth year of City Field?
1: Wow. That I, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's 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 hard to believe.
0: It started there in two thousand nine. This is the tenth season.
2: Wow. Yeah. I miss I do miss Shake, but you know. Yeah. People well, said it was a dump, but it was our dump.
1: That's it's right. That's right. And uh it, it was pretty dumpy and City Field is really nice and and they really did a good it, it job. Is, it's beautiful. Um It's really but, nice. Yeah. And and but I can't believe they've been playing for Yes. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but uh, here we are. And uh you know, the time goes flying when you get older, guys, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what are we talking about the rest of the year with barbecue? What are some of the topics you're going to have?
2: So, yeah, Gary, uh, we, you know, barbecue is, uh, there's a lot you can talk about. Um, We're talking about uh, the different kinds of barbecuing, whether you're grilling on gas grill, charcoal grill, uh, even wood, uh, because there's smokers, there's uh, all sorts of grills, pellet grills, uh, like I said, the gas grills, the charcoal, um, smoking the meat, uh, do's and don'ts of barbecuing, different types of barbecue. Like, you know, we, we're trying to get away from just hamburgers and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. all different types of foods like uh, uh, beer can chicken, cedar plank salmon, um, you know, yeah, brisket. Uh, you know, barbecuing is, is really becoming very big in this area it's been big in uh, parts of the country for a very long time. Different parts of the country have different types of sauces that they use. Uh, Texas is a big uh, brisket. Uh, they're into beef, whereas if you go into, like, the Carolinas, you might get uh, pulled pork and ribs and things like that. So we're going to talk about all different things, whether it's uh, different types of rubs, sauces, um, Recipe
0: and Len's going to give out some of his the famous recipes. <laughs> ah. they're famous. In my mind, they're famous.
1: And and no, they're delicious.
0: I, I, I'm a hot dog and uh, uh, hamburger guy, but <laughs> Len's the expert.
1: And and I, I, somehow I'm getting this premonition of uh, a road trip to uh, test out these uh, different theories and to investigate the world of barbecuing.
0: <laughs> we would love that. I. Uh, <laughs> Love to get down to Philly and do uh, and 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 interview the barbecue guys there because uh, Greg Lozinski has his full barbecue uh concession down there it's really delicious so I want to get down there and interview one of those guys maybe even Greg lozinski himself
1: yeah that would be great and maybe you can get down to Baltimore and see book Powell he's book got Powell, uh, yeah, the right. big barbecue right. place down there so uh uh yeah it's 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 great these, what you guys are doing and and uh, now what is your uh, Len? What is your preferred method?
2: You know, it's funny. I I was a gas grill person because it's the, it was easy. You know, I right. I grill all year. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I'll if if it snows, I'll shovel the path to the grill. <laughs> uh, I just I yeah, I, I will grill all year. I love it. But it's a lot easier to to you know after work or on the weekend to uh, just you know flick a you know press a button and have the, the grill start. But this year I got a smoker for the first time, uh, a water smoker. And there is something about making a fire uh, and and you know smoking the meat. I've made ribs and uh, pastrami, uh, smoked chicken and uh, beef ribs, pork ribs, brisket, pulled pork. The only thing is, uh, and I, so I love doing that, it's not something where, Gary, if you came over and said, I'm hungry, and I would say, oh, good, because I'm smoking something, it'll be ready in 10 hours. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not much, You know, Then, then I'm putting uh, something on the gas grill. Um, but I, I also, I love to rotisserie, uh, you know, putting things on, like rotisserie chicken, roast beef, things like that. So I don't really have a preferred method. It's just whatever... Whatever food I'm in the mood for, I then have to decide what's best. Like uh, this weekend's the Super Bowl, right? So Uh wings is definitely going to be a food to have. So do I smoke the ribs on the smoker and then finish them off over direct flame on the gas grill? Or do I just take the easy way out and just do them on the gas grill the whole time? So it just depends how many hours I want to spend doing it and, (laughs) and what the weather's
1: like. And Jeff, I know, uh, I know where you hang out on the weekend. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. But good eating
2: over here, for sure. <laughs> so we actually, Gary. We have a, uh, you know, we're we, we just started doing this podcast, so we're definitely on a budget. And uh, I work with somebody who actually said uh, he, he listened to the podcast and he said, you know, I could probably help on the sound. I could get rid of some of the highs, the lows, whatever. And I said, sure. You know, we sent him over, and he said he'd do it. And Jeff said, you know, I, I hope he's – is he expecting to get paid? And I said, no. <laughs> so I mentioned it to him as a joke. He says, well, I expect brisket and ribs. So I have, to, I have to pay him in brisket and ribs. But that's not bad.
1: Well, that's a pretty good deal. It's a good deal for him, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah.
2: It's a good deal. Although, you know, brisket and, and ribs, well, I – they're not too expensive. I guess you could find them on sale. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but you got to get the uh, good cuts, right? I don't
1: know what a sound engineer makes. <laughs> well, guys, this has been great. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on. And um, tell the folks out there where they can find your show.
0: Okay. Uh, I think we're on iTunes. Uh, you can just subscribe to it. Uh, we also have an uh, email, baseball and BBQ at gmail.com and we also have a facebook page baseball and bbq and uh if you don't want to subscribe to the uh podcast i always post it there so uh you can get it there as well
2: and i think also if uh if you have like an android phone or whatever they i know different uh you know they have different podcast apps right i I know we're on one podcast republic i saw so i think uh I think it's getting picked up wherever. I don't know how it works exactly, but <laughs> somehow we
0: end up there. So
1: and I think yeah, it's hosted. Gary- and you host it on BuzzSprout.com, I believe.
0: Yeah, right. BuzzSprout.com. Right. That's, okay. what
2: I- that's where I yeah. found it. Yes. Yeah. And Gary, I have to tell you, uh, Jeff turned me on to your podcast, uh, Mets Musings, uh, as well as your other podcast. Um, and I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, definitely have some great opinions. Uh, you have some great guests, and so we've we've been enjoying listening to your podcast as well.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's very kind of you to say, and uh, um, yeah, we're trying to get more guests on, and uh, I, but I'm I'm learning that it's uh, sometimes it's better to shoot lower because you you shoot for high expectations, and um, you just can't break through to those some of those guys. So, but we're gonna have some good guests on this is. Uh, some great books coming out this year. And I know the, the folks like, uh, when I have a, an author of a book on and, uh, I'm working on a couple of surprises. I hope they pan out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, it's going to be a good year. I think we're going to try to get, uh, uh, many more people on. And, uh, of course we'll have the bloggers on to talk about their teams and everything. Cause that's, uh, uh that seems to be enjoyable as well. So, um, guys i enjoyed having you on this has been just great and uh uh you know we'll you'll have to come on again and we'll talk more Mets baseball and i hope the folks out there enjoyed it as much as i did and uh let's see uh well i don't know when we'll probably probably do a show again next week so hopefully tune in for that We'll try to do it live again. And uh, until then, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go, Mets.